Letter two of Clarissa Harlow or the History of a Young Lady Volume five. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa Harlow or the History of a Young Lady Volume five by Samuel Richardson. Letter two. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire, Cocoa Tree, Saturday, May twenty seventh. This Ipicacuanha is a most disagreeable medicine. That these cursed physical folks can find out nothing to do us good, but what would poison the devil. In the other world, were they only to take physic, it would be punishable enough of itself for a misspent life. A doctor at one elbow, and an apothecary at the other, and the poor soul labouring under their prescribed operations, he need no worse tormentors. But now if this was to take down my countenance, it has done it, for with violent reachings, having taken enough to make me sick, and not enough water to carry it off, I presently looked as if I had kept my bed a fortnight. Ill jesting, as I thought in the midst of the exercise, with edge tools, and worse with physical ones. Two hours, it held me. I had forbid Dorcas to let her lady know anything of the matter, out of tenderness to her, being willing, when she knew my prohibition, to let her see that I expected her to be concerned for me. Well, but Dorcas was nevertheless a woman, and she can whisper to her lady the secret she is enjoined to keep. Come hither, Toad, sick as a devil at the instant. Let me see what a mixture of grief and surprise may be beat up together in thy puddin' face. That won't do. That dropped jaw and mouth distended into the long oval is more upon the horrible than the grievous. Nor that pinking and winking with thy odious eyes, as my charmer once called them. A little better that, yet not quite right. But keep your mouth closer. You have a muscle or two which you have no command of between your cheekbone and your lips, that should carry one corner of your mouth up towards your crow's foot, and that down to meet it. There, be gone. Be in a plaguy hurry running up stair and down, to fetch from the dining-room what you carry up on purpose to fetch, till motion extraordinary put you out of breath, and give you the sigh natural. What's the matter, Dorcas? Nothing, madam. My beloved wonders she has not seen me this morning, no doubt but is too shy to say she wonders. Repeated, what's the matter, however, as Dorcas runs up and down stairs by her door, bring on, oh, madam, my master, my poor master, what, how, when, and all the monosyllables of surprise. Within parentheses let me tell thee that I have often thought that the little words in the Republic of Letters, like the little folks in a nation, are the most significant, the trisyllables and the rumblers of syllables more than three, how about the good-for-little magnates? I must not tell you, madam, my master ordered me not to tell you, but he is in a worse way than he thinks for, but he would not have you frighted. High concern took possession of every sweet feature. She pitied me. By my soul she pitied me. Where is he? Too much in a hurry for good manners. Another parenthesis, Jack. Good manners are so little natural that we ought to be composed to observe them. Politeness will not live in a storm. I cannot stay to answer questions, cries the wench, though desirous to answer. A third parenthesis, like the people crying proclamations, running away from the customers they want to sell to. This hurry puts the lady in a hurry to ask. A fourth, by way of establishing the third, as the other does the people in a hurry to buy. And I have in my eye now a whole street raised, and running after a proclamation or express crier, as if the first was a thief, the other his pursuers. At last, O oh Lord, let Mrs. Lovelace know. There's danger, to be sure, whispered from one nymph to another, but at the door, and so loud that my listening fair one might hear. Out she darts. As how? 
as how dorcas oh madam a vomiting of blood a vessel broke to be sure down she hastens finds every one as busy over my blood in the entry as if it were that of the neapolitan saint in steps my charmer with a face of sweet concern how do you mr lovelace oh my best love very well very well nothing at all nothing of consequence i shall be well in an instant straining again for i was indeed plaguy sick though no more blood came in short belford i have gained my end i see the dear soul loves me i see she forgives me all that's past i see i have credit for a new score miss howe i defy thee my dear mrs townsend who the devil are you troop away with your contrabands no smuggling nor smuggler but myself nor will the choicest of my fair one's favours be long prohibited goods to me every one is now sure that she loves me tears were in her eyes more than once for me she suffered me to take her hand and kiss it as often as i pleased on mrs sinclair's mentioning that i too much confined myself she pressed me to take an airing but obligingly desired me to be careful of myself wished i would advise with a physician god made physicians she said i did not think that jack god indeed made us all but i fancy she meant physic instead of physicians and then the phrase might mean what the vulgar phrase means god sends meat the devil cooks i was well already on taking the styptic from her dear hands on her requiring me to take the air i asked if i might have the honour of her company in a coach and this that i might observe if she had an intention of going out in my absence if she thought a chair were not a more proper vehicle for my case she would with all her heart there's a precious i kissed her hand again she was all goodness would to heaven i better deserved it i said but all were golden days before us her presence and generous concern had done everything i was well nothing ailed me but since my beloved will have it so i'll take a little airing let her chair be called oh my charmer were i to have owned this indisposition to my late harasses and to the uneasiness i have had for disobliging you all is infinitely compensated by your goodness all the art of healing is in your smiles your late displeasure was the only malady while mrs sinclair and dorcas and polly and even poor silly mabel for sally went out as my angel came in with uplifted hands and eyes stood thanking heaven that i was better in audible whispers see the power of love cried one what a charming husband another happy couple all oh how the dear creature's cheek mantled how her eyes sparkled how sweetly acceptable is praise to conscious merit while it but reproaches when applied to the undeserving what a new what a gay creation it makes all at once in a diffident or dispirited heart and now belford was it not worth while to be sick and yet i must tell thee that too many pleasanter expedients offer themselves to make trial any more of this confounded ipicaquania end of letter two